rituals and things that go bump in the night. As you probably know by now, I recently received a journal of sorts with a collection of stories that happened to the author, Autumn, while she was employed at the Hotel Bella Morte. Well, let me tell you, I just read through the next part of the journal, and you guys have got to hear about the doll room. So, why don't you sit back, relax, and listen in to the doll room. My eyes shot open. I quickly shot up in the bed. What was that? I quickly got up from the bed and tripped over my own two feet in the process, falling flat on my face into the carpet. I slowly stood, making sure I hadn't broken anything in the process, and looked around the room, checking to see if anyone had seen my fall. But I quickly regained my bearings and realized where I was and how ridiculous a thought that was. I straightened my clothes, smoothing out the wrinkles, and walked towards where I believed the sound had originated. The sound came once more from the other side of my door. Whatever was making that thumping noise had to be very large based on the increasing loudness of each thump. I paused, thinking about whether or not I wanted to open the door after all, but I decided I'd rather find out who or what was making the noise rather than stay scared and huddled up in a corner of my room. With that, I reached out my hand, albeit a shaky hand, and began to unlock and open the door, swinging it open wide. Something touched my foot, shrieking and jumping back, yanking back my leg to shake off whatever had touched my foot, looking down quickly in the process. What the... I said quizzically. All that I had imagined to be in my head on the other side of that door couldn't compare to what was actually there, lying face down on the floor. It was a tiny doll, just lying there, chilling out, and just lying there. Not the monster I had imagined, but I would come to wish that it had been a monster after all. It was just a petite, old-fashioned doll. I picked the doll up and began to look at it. It was old, old, made from what I imagine was porcelain, with a white sleeping gown on, like what you would have seen in an old photo of a young baby in years past. The face of the doll was childlike, with pink rosy cheeks and wide blue glass eyes and short curly honey brown hair. It looked innocent enough. I would almost venture to say it was pretty if I was the sort of person who collected dolls, but I wasn't. I found them utterly creepy and weird. Now, who left you here? I asked it, as if it would answer me. It didn't. It just stared back at me, unblinkingly. And where in the world did you come from? Still no answer. I called out a hello, wondering if maybe Mr. Elberton had left it for me as a gift, 
though I didn't quite believe that he would have knocked on the door so hard with those bony arms. Plus, I wouldn't have described the sound as a knock exactly. I was still half asleep and just wanted to get back to bed, so I decided I would pursue the mystery later on the next morning. Till then, the doll would be fine, sitting in the chair in the sitting portion of my room. I set the doll gently on the chair and walked over to bed. Taking one last look at the doll, I laid back down and resumed my favorite sleeping position. Something was making me uneasy, though. I reopened my eyes and looked over to the doll, which was still sitting right where I had left it. Still staring. Still not blinking. But that's when I saw it. It was quick, hardly there, more of a flutter, really. But I swear, I saw the doll's eyes blink. I shot up once again, and, being careful this time not to trip and fall, got up and walked over to the doll. I picked it up and stared down as if it was a staring contest. The doll won. I eased her back down, but this time, I turned her to face the opposite direction to me on the bed. That way, she wouldn't keep giving me the willies. I walked back over and got comfortable in bed, closing my eyes and starting to fall back asleep. I jumped up. This time the thumping was in the room with me. I looked at the floor where the clinking sound came from and found the doll once again laying there on the ground. Surely, surely the thumps hadn't come from the doll. Had they? I got up very begrudgingly, my whole body feeling heavy with sleep, and walked over to the now fallen doll on the floor. I picked her up and gave her the once-over, nothing broken, nothing strange at all about her, just the same staring, icy blue eyes. I set her back on the chair and slowly walked backwards to the bed, sat down on the edge, never taking my eyes off the doll. If it was the doll making the noise, I was going to catch it this time. I must have stared at that doll for what felt like an eternity. It never blinked or moved, no thumps or clinking. It just sat there. I decided that maybe the doll was perhaps a little shy. Maybe I needed to look away or to do something. So I turned to the wall facing the opposite direction. After what felt like a second eternity, I was about to give up. After all the thought that the doll was the source of the noise was preposterous. It wasn't like the doll was a living being. I jumped and spun around. Holy! I screamed. The doll was no longer on the chair. It wasn't on the floor either. It had somehow moved and was sitting directly behind me on the bed. In my momentary fear, I accidentally knocked it off the bed in one swift kick. The room started to shake, and a rumbling sound began to extrude from every wall, crack, and crevice of the room. It felt like what I imagined a small earthquake would feel like. I sprung forward and grabbed the doll from where she had flown off the bed and onto the ground. I grabbed it quickly and began to apologize profusely to it, sitting on the floor with it, then back up on the bed hoping it would calm her. After a few minutes of apologizing and nothing happening, I decided to change tactics. Maybe a few compliments wouldn't hurt anything. 
I told the doll how beautiful she was, despite the fact that I really thought she was ugly as sin. How much I loved her dress, the color of her eyes. And surprisingly, she calmed down, and the rumbling and shaking of the room slowly began to die down with each compliment. Soon the rumbling ceased, as did the loud pounding of my heart. I continued to hold the doll for a few minutes more. That's when the thought hit me like a car. I had forgotten a crucial step in the process of closing the hotel for the night. I forgot to turn all the dolls facing the wall in the doll room. But where in the world was the doll room? I decided to take another, more in-depth look at the hotel. I had no idea which room was the supposed doll room, but I could find it before the end of the night if I wanted to get any sleep at all. While still holding the doll, I got up off the floor, being careful not to drop the doll as I did so, and started for the door. After going down to the front desk to get the master keys I had left hanging on their hook, I decided that I would start with the first room and work my way down the halls till I found the correct room. I opened room number one. It was very unlike the rest of the hotel. The room was top to bottom jungle themed. A mural on the wall was a typical jungle scene, a jaguar in the top corner slipping down the front of a tree, his eyes on his next meal, a beautiful bird with bright colorful plumage sitting on the forest floor. Other various birds looked on in the scene, hoping that their fellow feathered friend wouldn't be somebody else's lunch. The skill in which the murals had been painted was exceptional. The room itself was filled with a number of different plants of all varieties, making the room seem even more jungle-like. As I stared mesmerized at the scene depicted, I became again all too aware of the little doll I held in my hands when it started to breathe. That's right, you heard me. That little creep began to breathe. I almost didn't notice it at first, but the longer I stared into the room, the more labored the breathing became, as if the doll wanted to make its presence known and remind me of the current task at hand. I closed the door swiftly and moved on to room number two on the opposite side of the hallway. I unlocked the door and opened it wide. Now, this room was a little smaller than the last. The theme of this room seemed more modern. With white deco flair, the whole room was, well, white. White walls, white furniture, white bed, you get it. Everything all sterile, unmoving white. The only thing that gave color to the room were the various vases and china plates that hung on the walls with their splashes of cornflower blue hues. This room felt empty for the most part, like it was devoid of anything that would give it life. I quickly closed the door and moved on since there was nothing worth seeing there. Moving on to room number three, I looked down and noticed that the doll, who had remained breathing and blinking now, began to look at the side of door number three and then back to me, those icy blue eyes staring a hole right through me. I began to move far more quickly now, panic beginning to set in. Was the doll literally coming alive? If I didn't hurry, would the doll begin to talk and walk as well? What were its intentions for me? 
The answer to these questions I didn't know, but I wasn't planning on finding out. I swung door number three open. At first glance, the room looked like something you would find in a medieval castle. I couldn't help but stop and stare in awe at the craftsmanship of the woodwork that spanned the walls from floor to ceiling. The deep chestnut tones gave the room warmth, and a fireplace lit up the whole room, which I found strange since I hadn't seen a fireplace anywhere on the roof of the hotel. I wanted to spend time in this voluptuous room, but now the doll began to squirm a little. I said a mental farewell to the room as I left its luxury and comfort, and turned quickly to the next room. That room's placard read number four. I quickly unlocked the door, rushing now to find the doll room and praying this would be it. I didn't want to find out what this doll was capable of if it truly awakened from its normal repose. This room, unfortunately, was not the doll room. It looked to be a room you would find in a dirty cottage, or perhaps underground, and unlike a hobbit hole, this room was a nasty, dirty, wet hole, filled to the end of worms and an oozy smell, and it did not radiate comfort in the least. This particular room was very easy to leave behind, and I did so as quickly as possible turning up my nose at the stench that wafted from it. Room number five was different than all the rest. This room looked like my childhood bedroom, or rather, the childhood bedroom of a young boy who was deeply into sports of all types and kinds. There were sport posters hung on the wall, dirty clothes strewn about on the floor, and on every hangable surface. The room also had a weird funk to it, which I attributed to the dirty laundry and gym cleats about the place. It looked quite lived in, in comparison to the white deco room, but once again, this room was not the doll room. I shut the door, again, growing more frantic and disappointed that I had not yet found the room. Perhaps I wouldn't in time, and the doll would come alive only to murder me in cold blood. At least, that's what my brain was telling me would happen based on all the horror movies I had watched in my lifetime. At any rate, I didn't want to find out. I wanted to find the stupid doll room. Room number six. This one felt promising for some reason. I mean, how many more rooms would I have to go through before I found the one? Five down and only nine more to go, I said, not liking those odds once I had said them out loud. Well, I said as I looked at the doll, Here's to hoping, I added, crossing my fingers. The room's door opened with a hurried and loud bang that hit the wall. Straight ahead in the back of the room was a set of long double glass doors, fully opened in the moonlight. I could hear the sound of gulls crying, being carried by the gentle breeze that blew through the open doors, fluttering the soft white curtains that surrounded them. The room looked like the upstairs bedroom of a beach house, complete with a widow's walk that lay just beyond the doors in the back. It was a peaceful scene, and just for a moment it calmed my spirit, reminding me that everything was going to be okay. Then, the doll started humming a jaunty little tune, reminding me that everything was not going to be a-okay if I didn't hurry up and find the doll room. So I reluctantly left this room behind and moved on to room number seven.
please, please, please be the doll room, I thought, almost uttering the words out loud, but deciding not to just in case the doll took offense a second time. I jiggled the key in the lock. Once I got it open, I went to open the door, only to find it wouldn't budge. I bumped the door a little. Nothing. I tried to lock and unlock the door, hoping maybe the third time would be the charm. Still nothing. That's when the little doll muttered. Mama? Oh no! I yelled out as I decided to body slam the door. It took me three tries. Three tries and on the third, I very ungracefully entered the room similarly to how I'd witnessed dozens of football players run into the opposing line at my high school football games. Now, in order for you to fully understand the level of fear I'm now facing, I have to break away from this narrative to tell you a short story from my childhood. Well, dear listeners, as much as I would love to tell you about Autumn's childhood stories. I'm afraid it's going to have to wait until another time. How are you all enjoying Autumn's stories so far? While I must admit I'm still reading through these journal entries, I'm finding them deeply fascinating, and I hope you're enjoying them too. Let me know what you think by sending me an email at hauntedhorrorstorian at gmail.com or hit me up on Facebook. You can find me at Haunted Horror Story and Podcast. I promise next week we'll find out exactly what happened to Autumn when she was a child. But until then, I hope you all stay spooky and remember, sometimes... It's more than just a story.